1: Hello and welcome to The Queen Pod, the must-have podcast for fans, whether you be lifelong, recent, casual or brand new, of the greatest band in the history of music. And just to be clear, that's not an opinion, it's plain fact. I am, of course, talking about Queen, and if that's not enough on its own, we're also the only podcast that's been given permission to actually play the music too, which is, after all, what it's all about. Now, regular listeners to this podcast will have already noticed a subtle difference in that it's me doing this introduction bit. Well, that's because we've decided it's time to try something new. For those of you who are new to this, let me give you the story so far. My name is Simon Lupton, and it's been my very great privilege to work with Queen as their visual producer, making TV documentaries, DVDs, music videos and online content for the last 20 years. A couple of years ago, I was approached by a fellow Queen obsessive, a good friend and long-time colleague, with the idea of making a Queen podcast. We managed to persuade Queen management to let us have access to the music and archive and as we all went into lockdown, we began a journey through the back catalogue, re-listening to and discussing every Queen album track by track. Joining us were two hilarious comedians and Queen aficionados, John Robbins and Suze Kempner and along the way we also had special episodes where we interviewed fascinating Queen-related guests, ranked our favourite videos, album covers and b-sides, as well as exploring listener questions and stories. It's been an absolute joy and we've made many new friends along the way as a wonderful community sprung up around this pod, all united by a shared love of this extraordinary group of geniuses and their inspirational music. After lockdown ended and our lives returned to some kind of normal, it became harder and harder to get together and record the pod and we weren't able to make episodes as often and as regularly as we liked. Fortunately, we have an incredibly forgiving and patient family of listeners but it was for that reason we wanted to rethink our approach and come up with a way we could do this much more often. And so here we are. Now, for those of you who are listening to The Queen Pod for the first time, if you find time to go back and listen to the episodes we've already done, I hope you'll enjoy them and won't be disappointed. However, if you can't face climbing that particular mountain, don't worry. You won't be at a disadvantage because going forward, we will be focusing on what we love most, and that's simply chatting about all things Queen. Each pod will include one main feature, and that could be anything to do with the band and their music, whether it's something they are up to now, a look back at an event in their history, or debating a key aspect of why they are the greatest. Literally anything is up for discussion. We'll have special guests, and no doubt we'll be ranking some stuff along the way too. We also still want to hear your stories and questions, so definitely keep those coming. And don't worry, we are very aware we only got halfway through the back catalogue, so we'll still be revisiting the albums we haven't covered yet. It'll just take us a little longer, as we won't be doing it album side by side, just a few tracks here and there. The upshot of all this is that each episode will be shorter than they have been, but there'll be lots more of them. We really hope you enjoy this new approach and tell your friends to come join the ride. I'm delighted to say that John and Suze will still be dropping in from time to time, so the gang will still all be here, but we'll also be inviting other contributors, old friends and new, to share their passion and insights. But of course... I couldn't possibly do this alone, and I couldn't possibly do it without the one who had the idea of this in the first instance. Brian May knows him as Rohan the Barbarian, but we all know him as Ro. It is, of course, Rohan Acharya.
2: Yeah,
3: Barbarian. Hello, mate. That was very good.
1: It was long, wasn't it?
3: Not at all. (laughs) Now you are feeling what it is like having to do the talking on the pod.
1: Absolutely, because we sat down and we drew straws (laughs) as to who gets to do this. Well, I think you can best be described as episode admin. (laughs) (laughs) And the observant listeners will have obviously clocked that... um, That's me. So I I don't know if that represents me winning the draw or losing it. (laughs) It's definitely losing the
3: draw because you're going to have to write all this stuff every
1: time. (laughs) But the upshot is that all your energy and enthusiasm
3: is now fully focused on sharing your passion for Queen. No, it's wonderful. And do you know what? You're so right. It was so much easier on lockdown. Like, we just literally went... What's you doing next week? Nothing. Should we do a pod? Yeah. <laughs> it's easy. But now the world started turning again. It's a nightmare. So yeah, I is. think this is going to be a lot of fun.
1: I think so. I'm very excited because it's nice to be able to just chat about anything Queen rather than necessarily go, oh, this week we have to do this album. It is nice to just say, oh, they're doing X, Y, and Z. Let's just yeah. get straight in and yeah, do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Nice. And we can do that. I think this is going to be way more fun. It really will be. Way more it fun. will be. But I'm also pleased to say, Producer Sam is still with us as well. Hello. Great. (laughs) He's been been working on that. Are you happy to be back, Sam? I am, and I'm very happy to be in person recording. Oh, yeah, yes. Also, people might have noticed a slight improvement in the technical quality. If they haven't, then this is a waste of money. But, (laughs) But, yeah, we're actually in the room. This is the first podcast we've ever recorded with us in the room together. It is. It is. Looking at each other. It is.
3: It is. It's so much nicer. I mean, the room smells of damp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a cave, but it's lovely. But it's a soundproof to cave. To be in a room <laughs> not, not dealing with Zoom delays all the time. No, 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 <laughs> so that very is. It's difficult to do bants over Zoom delay. <laughs> That's our excuse Yeah Now we don't have that excuse Oh (laughs) Yeah Okay Very difficult to do bands on a a, uh, microphone
1: Well that's the admin done So let's Let's plough on For our first um, Feature of this Plough on Yeah plough on Let's get through it Then we can all go home
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited To be talking about What we're talking about This episode
1: All right, without further ado, let's get stuck into the real fun stuff. It is, of course, our item, Queen are the champions. Oh,
4: we are the champions. We are the champions.
1: Now, we talked about this part of the show where we like to show any recent moments where Queen has come into our lives. And I wasn't sure, if I'm honest, if this was something we could sustain. (laughs) But you just looked me straight in the eye and said... Queen come into my life
3: every day, mate. Yeah, they do, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm very happy to persevere. So, Ro, have you had any special Queen moments recently? (laughs)
3: It's (laughs) funny you should ask, man. Oh, really? (laughs) Let me set the scene. (laughs) It's late on a Friday night. I'm driving. Don't worry, I haven't had a drink. It's safe. I'm driving, right? I'm an LBC man. I listen to talk radio. If if you're not in in Britain, LBC is like a a talk radio station. Got that going. And they have, on a Friday night, this fellow called Nick Abbott who I really enjoy, he's very silly, makes silly, wacky noises, but he's su- a super lefty, and he just trouts it. I love that, because I'm quite lefty myself. But, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a little uh, story that came out a little while ago uh, about some new uh, rock band stamps that they're releasing. I think they're doing a set for The Rolling Stones and a set for Iron Maiden. Right. Right. So, which means that, to date, we've had The Beatles in stamps, Pink Floyd... Stamps. Obviously, a third band was Queen. Mm-hmm. Got that framed, and now they've got Iron Maiden and and um, and the Rolling Stones, right? Um, and so he was discussing that with someone on who's calling in, and uh, and he said, "Well, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think Iron Maiden should be on. There. I don't think they're quite at the same level as Pink Floyd and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones." And to be honest, he said, "I don't think Queen should be on the list either." And I nearly crashed my car. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? If you ask anyone on the street to name five Queen songs, they would do it. Yeah. Anyone. Anyone. I can't name five Rolling Stones tracks now, or Beatles tracks. I can't think of even one Beatles track. <laughs> Penny Lame. Is that one?
1: <laughs> <laughs> OK, Beatles, I think... Jumping I
3: Jack Sprat. Is that a song? <laughs> I don't think that's a Beatles one. (laughs) So I've gone from thinking this Nick Abbott fool Mm. is exactly talking for me to I'm just like, just get in the sea, mate. It is the most devastating thing, isn't it, when someone you admire
1: and like says something monumentally stupid and you just get, "Oh,
3: oh, what a shame. And I was thinking, is that a legitimate Queen moment? But of course, very often Queen moments will come into your life when you encounter stupidity like that. Yeah. And then the rage builds and it comes in and it kicks out and of course I'm driving. So that adds to the tension, the stakes. Yeah. I could lose a limb. <laughs> that's that's
1: <laughs> a, That's a very, very good one. No No, and I'm I'm with you and I, I haven't listened to Nick Abbott before and neither don't. shall I from so <laughs> actually don't no, do, he is wonderful.
3: No, but, he's blown it but now. It did rage me. I mean <laughs> it's unbelievable how angry I got. Yeah. Like, for weeks. I've been thinking about it for weeks. Like, I'll wake up at three in the morning and go, what was he on about, though? How does that even make sense? Do you think it's one of those things he might have
1: said to spark a reaction? He knew that it was controversial, and of course he doesn't believe Maybe. it. Maybe. But he knew that people like you might phone in and, uh, you know, argue the toss, rather than stew on it for
3: several days. Well, he was sort of going, well, I think Led Zeppelin B should be on it. I'm, okay, I'm not saying Led Zeppelin you shouldn't have said of course they should have stamps. Let, let them all have stamps. Give Funboy three stamps if you want. I don't mind. That's the bounce, ladies and gentlemen, that women's missing on the Zoom right there. <laughs> God, I'm not hosting anymore.
1: <laughs> I did have a Queen moment. Did you? Yeah. Can I share my Queen Yes. Conos? So I, I sat with um, a friend of mine. We went to school together. Okay. And we were reminiscing, because uh, he'd found it on Spotify, a concert that we went to in 1990 at Nebworth. And it was a charity concert in aid of the Nordoff Robbins Music Therapy Trust, which wow. was a uh, very big charity that sort of helped children through, you know, through music. And a lot of musicians supported. My friend reminded me, I'd completely forgotten this. He said, do you remember why we went? And I said, well, I said, was it was just a concert we were going to go to. He said, no, no, no. He said, I remember. He said, it was in 1990. And they were selling tickets for the gig, but none, no one had been announced. They hadn't done the lineup. Right. And we convinced ourselves that Queen of were going to be there. Of course. So we bought tickets because
3: the miracle uh, had just come out.
1: Miracle right? had just come out. Um, this is what happened with Live Aid. Queen weren't on the original bill, no. but even though there was no mention of Queen right up to the day that we went, yeah. we were convinced that they were going because it's back at was
3: during the gig as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah like, for the okay. whole
1: night we were like, any minute now, any minute now, oh, Queen are going to appear. So we sat through the whole concert waiting <laughs> for Queen, and they didn't turn up. I that's now know why because Freddie was seriously yeah, ill. Of course, yeah. um, so I, I don't blame them. No. But we left before the end, thoroughly disappointed. <laughs> but listening to were this, were you
3: angry with Queen or were you angry with Nebworth?
1: Uh, angry with Nebworth. I would never be angry with Queen. <laughs> but listening to this Spotify playlist from because it had the concert was was released and you know it was on there. We saw that night. Jimmy Page. <laughs> Elton John. Oh, no. Dire Straits. Paul McCartney, Pink <laughs> Floyd, Eric Clapton, Phil Collins, on his own, and then with Genesis. <laughs> and um, my memory of the gig is, yeah, well, Queen weren't there.
3: <laughs> that was a rubbish waste of our time. And
1: yeah, family. we got up really early to
3: get a good good view. Do you know, in my soul, I have to admit, I fully agree with you. <laughs> I couldn't give a monkeys around those other sheep acts. Who the hell is Paul McCartney anyway? Exactly. Penny Lane.
1: <laughs> I have to say though, <laughs> I did enjoy Hey Jude live. Oh yeah, because you joined Could Do the na-na-na's. And the other person I haven't mentioned was that, there was a couple of others, but Cliff Richard with the Shads with the Shadows. Wow. He did Living Doll. And for those of you in the UK know that when he does Living Doll, you do the Young Ones yes. first. So he sang the song and the crowd <laughs> shouted all the oh, Young Ones. Bit oh, Status Quo. They they were there as well. They always were. Yeah, rocking all over the world.
3: <laughs> but Queen were not Disappointing That's, gig. I know. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the band were probably disappointed on some level. They weren't there. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, you know, they would have headlined, but Pink, Pink Floyd headlined and we all left before the end. <laughs> It had been a long day, and <laughs> Dave Gilmore in the dark on the guitar, oh, wanging on, yeah. Well, their laser show didn't work because it had <laughs> rained. beautiful music. So, no. no. So they had this huge just sort of shambles. They had this huge circular tarpaulin thing that they bounced lasers off. For the rest of the gig, they just lifted it above the stage to keep it out of the way of the other performers. It rained. That filled with water. So they couldn't lower it because it just would have dumped a ton of water. <laughs> so we had Pink Floyd without the light show.
3: Do you know what? You... Stuff <laughs> like that. Like when you talked about that um, Australian gig that Queen did with Adam Lambert. Mm, mm. Is it the firefighters gig? And it was just pouring with rain. It was around that night. No- that it was time, not fire- it, wasn't it was that, that time. time. It was Brisbane. Yeah. Absolutely hammering it out. And all of the g- 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 glitter cannons or whatever filled with. <laughs> what, like, <laughs> how has that not been thought through <laughs> by the point that the bands are playing? I love that that is the nature of human endeavor, isn't it? Yeah. Everything's always going to be just a little bit naff. <laughs> like, you know, like the more we find out about the moon landings and stuff, like, you yeah, know, those spaceships were a bit naff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, there we go.
1: So that was Queen in Our Lives. Let's get stuck into the meat of this week's episode. Well, while we were off air, so to speak, some pretty major Queen events happened, but the one that was probably the most mind-blowing was the release of a new single, which, quite frankly, <laughs> took us all by surprise, <laughs> including the band, I believe. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Face It Alone was an absolute gem that the band started working on during the Miracle sessions but never finished, and when the audio team revisited those sessions for the Miracle box set, which we will return to in a later pod, because that is one hell of a thing to get into... Mm. They found this track that had been completely forgotten about. They pieced it together, finished the mix, and amazingly, a song featuring Freddie at the peak of his vocal powers emerged. Now, joining us to chat about this very special track is someone who needs no introduction, but I'll give one anyway. It's <laughs> Sue's Kempner. Yeah! Yes! Oh,
4: Back in you. the house.
1: Thank you.
0: Back and we're over. in a, we're in an actual room. Oh, oh we haven't done this before. Yeah. no, this we literally never recorded in a room.
3: It's so I nice. Never recorded
0: in several rooms. Yeah yeah, in yeah, several rooms. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I like you now. <laughs>
4: Yeah, we have our own individual studios.
1: You know, we just don't want, you know, we do our bit and don't want to talk to the others. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's nice to do that. Though. I'm more of a solo act. Yeah. yeah. It's all very Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we listen to some of this amazing track, let's start with you, Suze. Can you remember the first time you heard it and that initial.
0: Yeah, they. It sort of came out of nowhere, didn't it? As you were saying, they they just released it, and I went. Ugh. And a lot of these unreleased Queen tracks, they they're kind of more curiosities than classics. Mm. You find that quite a lot, or there's stuff you've heard before. Like, right. Oh yeah, I know this, and they've they've souped up the orchestrations. But this, I had never heard this, and. Um, Freddie's vocal is insane. Yeah. Is oh, I hoped I, you'd say that. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, a, it's a crazy vocal. I, do we know the reason why they didn't end up putting this on? Would it have been The Miracle?
1: Yeah, so it was on The Miracle and they had about 30 songs. Yes. And it was that kind of thing where at a point you have to stop and go, we just need to focus on the ones sure. that are going to make the album. yeah. But I yeah. am surprised that this one never even got B-side. Sort agree of, you know it yeah yeah all turn up on
3: innuendo either. yeah yeah but i've
1: got some theories about that which we'll come
3: to mm-hmm. but
1: right R- R- what was your first impression that first
3: time uh so my first <laughs> impression was uh you telling me that you'd heard it. <laughs> and that I was very angry about that. <laughs> did you get a sneak preview? Yeah. Uh, of course, course he did. Because I made a video for it. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I spent at least three months, I think, going, well, oh, has Simon heard it and why hasn't he sent it to me?" <laughs> Which you were very good about, because I said, oh, can I hear it every time we spoke? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, not allowed, not allowed. <laughs> and then I think when I first put it on, I think, if I'm absolutely honest... My initial reaction was, I mean, you know, Freddie. It's a new Queen song, mm. hooray, hooray! But I was a little bit, oh, oh, it's this, and it's mm-hmm. it's quite a slow-paced song. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's quite a deliberate song in a way, and it's quite a long song. Mm. And I was quite surprised. Uh, and then over yes. the next few days, I suddenly discovered that it was it was an earworm, and mm. I was humming it to mm-hmm. myself, and actually going back to it. Mm every day and I then put it into my playlist and it became part, and I thought do you know what this has to become part of the fabric mm. of you know like when only the good die young came out on queen yeah. rocks like mm. it has to become part of the fabric of of the songs that you grew up with so yeah. it, I have embraced it now when I do listen to it I'm getting more and more depth so I'm hearing the lyrics a bit more and fundamentally I agree with you Susan, it is an extraordinary display of Freddie's vocal work it's one of those songs mm. where the band are doing what the band needs to do in order for Freddie to yes, sort, like, take my breath away in a way yeah, you know, where yeah. Freddie will soar.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And he really does build a crazy vocal on this. I didn't realize how late it had been recorded. It was because um, it, it, it feels like the sort of thing that could have been uh, recorded a couple of years before that. But this is 88. 88 so yeah, they've right. stopped touring. Yeah. Um, he's obviously having to really look after himself because at this yeah. point he's sick. Yeah. And you can hear how well he's looking after his voice Yeah. the yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this That's song. Yeah. yeah.
1: First time I heard of it, do you remember what I thought? Bond theme.
3: Ah, yes!
0: Yeah.
1: Straight away I went, this would make a great...
3: That James Bond first... does face it alone. Yeah. <laughs> i have forgotten that. Exactly. I'm like, oh, this is what a Queen Bond song yeah, yeah. There you go. would have been yeah, like. There, and my they? God, yeah. why didn't they do one? Yeah, well, mm. they did just... They, they did. Forget, they forgot. <laughs> they forgot they'd done it. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder if if the broccolis did approach them, and this is what the result. Because of course Muse came up with that. Yeah. Because they you pitch in for a bond song, mm-hmm. and then they pick one. Yes. And then very often on the back yes, end. it's like Eurovision. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, look, we've all heard it, but let's you know,
1: let's have let's indulge a bit. sure oh, yeah. let's mm-hmm. have a bit of Fred and the boys. Mm-hmm. When
2: something so near and dear to life. Explodes inside, you feel your soul is set on fire when something so deep and so We should touch on the lyrics, really,
1: mm-hmm. shouldn't we? Because, like I said earlier, I, you know, I have theories as to why they they didn't finish it at the time, and I, I think it's because when you listen to those lyrics and you know what Freddie went through, mm. which we all now do, and of course yes. he knew at the time. Yeah. But if that song had been released then, at, with us not knowing what Freddie was mm. dealing with, I don't think it would have been anywhere near as moving and no, as poignant.
0: No, it wouldn't have now. had the impact. And it's probably too
1: much on the nose. Mm-hmm. And there were rumours flying around. So if they'd done a song yeah. like that, I think it would have just set. Yeah. The wolves, oh God, so. yeah, of course yeah. the press would have gone bananas. Yeah. But when you, you listen to them now. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it gets you right Yeah,
0: then, doesn't it? It's, it the, I would pair this song with Show Must Go On in a yes. way. Yes. Like, yeah. this is a song that came... Uh, I, I guess it, they recorded this two years before Show Must Go On. Mm. So I think they recorded that late 1990. Mm. And the two songs go together with that two-year gap. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The
3: other one it reminds me of, not musically necessary, mm. but Hang On In There, mm-hmm. which I was surprised to discover when we were talking about the B-sides that actually Simon mentioned that actually Freddie drove that song. Ah, and right. that there was a lot of p- Freddie's personal feelings in that song. Mm-hmm. It's why you like mm. that song yeah, so yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course that was from the same sessions as this. Yeah, So there must be some... Some, you know, and it's interesting that Hang On In There didn't make it onto the mm. album either, mm-hmm. right? So they were obviously, they were, you know, there was a decision there of this is not what we're interested in. What we mm-hmm. are interested in still is entertaining our listeners.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Where, where do you think this would sit then if they had finished it in the context of the Miracle album? Is do you think this would have snuck onto the album
0: or It doesn't feel very The Miracle but it also doesn't feel very Innuendo. Mm. Uh maybe it was always destined to be a surprise release. Yeah. Years later. I don't know if it's quintessentially Queen either and everything on Innuendo was so right. quintessentially Queen. Like I can imagine a band like Foreigner or Journey recording okay. this song. Yeah. Uh but without that vocal it would just kind of be or whatever you know and the i think freddie's vocal makes the song more than the song makes the song yes
3: Yes. i also think if it was done at the time it would have been queenified up a lot more yeah whereas they've chosen to keep it paired back yes for this release Mm -hmm. i think perhaps to draw attention to the fact that we're getting to hear some new freddie yes and i wonder if there would have been a tank more harmonies on it. Mm-hmm. Their songs have always got pieces, you know, sections. Yes. <laughs> there yes. might have been some more sections to mm-hmm. it. I yeah. wanted to ask you, actually, is mm-hmm. that melody? I don't know how they do this, but they mm. keep finding melodies that sound familiar to me, but they're <laughs> new melodies. Right. How, how is that happening in this song?
0: Queen are very good at doing very strong motifs and hooks that are deceptively simple. I think we've talked about this before. They're never trying to show how complex everything they're doing right. is. You know this because as soon as you go, oh, karaoke, brilliant, I know Queen inside out, I'm going to sing it. And you get lost singing yes. on the karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the sign of a deceptively simple song. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all it's been really there. hard to <laughs> karaoke <kill laughs> Queen. It's, like I, I mentioned Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac's The Chain is another one you get on karaoke like, under the chain <laughs> and trying to sing it like what hang on wait where's it going now what's the key love Burt Bacharach <laughs> we, like we just lost Bert Bacharach oh. and his oh. songs he will change and Queen do this as well yeah. we don't realise it because we're just listening to it but he'll he'll suddenly throw in a 3-4 bar where there wasn't one and if you try and sing along to it on the radio, you think, "Oh, that's fine." The minute you try and sing it to a backing track, you're Jesus. What? Yeah. Hang on, there's a beat missing, and there was never a beat missing. That's yeah. just how the yeah. song is. I think yeah. I've
3: noticed that because obviously I mainly listened to Queen as a kid. I'm like, mm. I can sing along with Queen, yeah, but I can't sing karaoke yeah, to yeah. Queen, um, and then I just assume that's my ability as a singer. But of course. If I take something by Kiss, that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Karaoke friendly song, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It goes exactly
0: where you expect it to go, which is no bad thing, but a band like Queen that are constantly being inventive in what they're doing and not making the obvious choice, it comes out when you try and sing it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's to their credit, actually, because they would have had an opportunity with this where Brian and Roger could have gone back into the studio And done a kind of made in heaven job on it, Mm -hmm. but they didn't. They no, they didn't. That's uh, they. It it, it sort of came to them pretty much as as we we now hear Mm, it. Um, Mm -hmm.
3: So they mastered it a bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They finished
1: it off and absolutely, um, and sort of constructed it because it was sort of in pieces really, and it was sort of put together brilliantly by you know Justin Chris and Josh you know and um I think it's to their credit that they didn't rush back in and go now I'm going to put this on it and we'll add this and and just left it as as bare because mm. there's a bit of it as well you know, when Freddie does that, you know, that he does the yada da da mm. da. Oh, yeah. I love those bits because in my mind, he's going, I haven't thought of a lyric yet, yes. but I've put one yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, and yeah. I just love that that's still in it. Yeah. And it's part It works. Mm-hmm. And you're hearing his musicality. Yeah. He's like, a, yeah. Oh, I'll come exactly. back later and yeah. think of a lyric. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. which mm-hmm. yeah. is so you do feel like you're seeing the genesis of something. Which sure. We don't normally see with Queen's. And so his
3: da da da's. Are completely unique to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one else does them. No one, one else does Absolutely. it. Like,
2: yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. Where the moon has lost its close
3: strength of the vocal, Suze, the band didn't go back and zhuzh it up. Mm. They might have done had they had Freddie and John with them, but they chose not to do that for this. Mm. Uh, It is essentially a song that starts at point A and finishes at point B. So all of the drama and all of the surprise and all of the excitement Mm. is entirely coming out of Freddie's voice. And what I've noticed is he's got a real, it is a dramatic
0: Yes, Delivery. it's a yeah a, a drama vocal because they're quite dramatic lyrics. Another thing Queen do is they will often set quite bleak lyrics to very joyful music, mm, which they do in right. Somebody to Love. Um, this is a, a song of um, it, with quite bleak lyrics, but also of defiance, and it has a defiant instrumental with it as well. So they haven't chosen to go in two directions with it. Yeah. So Freddie's vocal can just play the lyric; he's doing what's on the page, and that's why it's brilliant and very dramatic. Like, we don't want to hear him sing a lounge version of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's sort
3: of doing that whole, like, when something's so near mm. and di- explode, like, it's all... Yeah. It's almost a musical theatre, but it stops oh, yeah. he, short of that.
0: He certainly understood the um, idea of acting through song, mm, uh, yeah. and that's what he's doing here. Mm. Yeah.
3: And it lifts it so much. Yes. Is he reaching notes that still surprise you particularly, like where he was in his life and all that uh, stuff?
0: No, not really, because their touring schedule at this point was uh, zero, nothing. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. they weren't having to do two cities over a weekend, you know. Um, And because once you're diagnosed HIV positive, you have to make changes in your lifestyle. you know, with what you eat, Mm. and I'm sure he couldn't go out as much. Yeah. Um, And as a result, he has a very healthy vocal. Um, Amazing. This is the same sort of time the Barcelona album came out, and on that as well, some Mm. of the best vocals of his... Career, because yeah. all he had to worry about was recording. He didn't have to tour.
3: Um, it's probably not the fags on the head Yeah, <laughs> Quite possibly. Yeah, uh, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly <laughs> not the vodka. <laughs> no, sure. no. Yeah, yeah, still,
0: still whacking back a shot of vodka. Yeah. As well. Why not? Um, yeah, but I think uh, what I hear is like a very healthy voice, uh, and ordinary. it's nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, it didn't. It didn't feel like we were being treated to something that Freddie would have been appalled
3: at. No, we felt like this was worthy of. of yeah, him. is face it alone. A hard song to sing?
0: probably. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, it, it certainly gets right up there. Right. Um, and I've said so many times on this podcast how the amazing thing about Freddie was he would hit notes above a tenor range with his baritone voice in full voice. Wow. It's a, a sound that's so thick and like wading through treacle in the nicest possible way mm-hmm. that you don't hear in other singers you don't hear you, Robert Plant can get right that there really easily but it's quite to me quite a thin sound i want it to be expansive it
3: feels like he's got the ability to just push air directly from mm. his belly straight out into the yeah day. yeah <laughs> it's incredible isn't
0: and it? and as a result sometimes he would just miss, he'd hit the note and it would fall off. That mm. that happened, right. but uh, cool I like that he yeah. was. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like the the lack of fear. Yes, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah. he's gone for it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's like, oh,
0: I'll hit it properly tomorrow night. How about yeah, that? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think there's um, it, it felt very Japanese.
0: Ah, right. That's the, yeah. the image
1: I got from the 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 orchestration that goes. Yeah. The song? The song, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> the orchestration of the song. And that, you know. That's like
0: a five-note scale in yeah. the places, and yeah. Which,
1: again, I think is a nice nod, obviously, to what was important to, to Freddie and the whole band. I mean, of course, Japan is, but we know Freddie fell in love with the art and the culture of, yes. of Japan.
3: I saw so. a gorgeous image uh, yesterday of him having just got back from a shopping trip and... Japan and it's just Mm -hmm. him sat in a yellow wall papered room, I think Garden Lodge and he's just surrounded Surrounded by Uh, stuff, by giant boxes all perfectly wrapped in brown paper he hasn't opened a single one yet I love it (laughs) that's brilliant,
1: great, well thank you Suze we're going to be chatting to Suze a bit more later on, we're going to have a break and when we come back we're going to be chatting to a new friend of the Queen Pod who's got an interesting perspective on Face It Alone Ooh. (laughs) Okay, so when um Face It Alone gets released, you need a video to go with it. Mm-hmm. This was this was quite a big deal actually because this this was a proper sort of new Queen song, the first for a very long time. Yeah. So it needed a video worthy of this. I'm not sure we managed it, but we we were oh, going to yeah. give it a damn oh, good try. Wow. Um ridiculous. and so yeah, so for this I I turned to a long-time collaborator on other successful Queen videos, a very very talented young man. Um ridiculously talented and young, (laughs) uh, called Jake McBride. Uh, And I'm being nice about him because I'm very happy to say he is joining us by the power of Zoom. Hello, Jake. Hello there. How's it going? There he is, there he is. (laughs) I kind of got straight in in touch with Jake uh, and and told him the brief that we were gonna make a video. We didn't have much time. Mm. The idea was that it it would need to be an archive kind of based video, Um, but we didn't just want to do a montage of such. You know, we wanted it to be more than that. Um, So we kind of sat and brainstormed for a bit, didn't we? But a a little bit before that, Jake had already told me about this idea he'd had of using 3D modeling. Hadn't you, Jake? Yes. (laughs) Tell us about 3D modeling and why you thought a queen video should feature this at some point. And very handily, shortly after that, a queen video was needed. (laughs) Yeah, that was
5: very good timing, I think. But, um, yeah, my brother is a prop maker and set designer, so... I was quite keen to to see his work kind of go to places and it felt like yeah it felt like it would be a good opportunity for that i think he delivered very well Mm. it was like meticulous work to get the scaling of the the mountain studios exactly how we wanted it to be all the proportions um to then there was obviously the the live action shoot that happened in montreal that we we had to kind of shift between so it was really important those proportions were correct and paddy was able to, to deliver that was, uh, yeah, fantastic. So
3: for that three D model, I'm not very good at scales, but how big was it? Was it, one um, to one? <laughs> it was not one to one. Not <laughs> one? It's big. It was big. It just about fit in the back
5: of Simon's car. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh, a really?
1: good. One to fit. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'd say a about, a, about a meter and a half across and probably about half a meter high. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was. Quite substantial, because you needed to get the camera inside it and right. move it around. It was a quite tricky job for them, actually, because the only real reference picture that we had that was really helpful was the centre gatefold from um, Jazz. Chamber. Wow! Yeah, that was the image we had, because you had the whole of the room yeah. and the band in situ, and that's the kind of look we wanted to to sort of go for. And from that, um, Jake and his brother sort of found, saw these... Sort of strange sort of kind of soundproofing things that were on the roof yes um, and built those in and then when you were filming that bit shining a light through it suddenly you know it was a bit of an
5: epiphany moment wasn't it yes it was that opened up yeah so many avenues from an aesthetic perspective yeah just creating that really kind of like ominous eerie uh ethereal kind of look all came through shining a torch with smoke through that, that um yeah the triangular shaped roof Yeah, that really did. Mm. Special, I think.
3: I'm really surprised. You you said that the the reference photo was the gatefold from the LP. Yeah. For the 1978 Queen album. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You have to open that, but I mean, surely you had loads of images that gave you the geography and.
5: No, there was really very very little, was there? No, we really did scour the internet, didn't we? But no, that was the best one we could find. That It was quite a wide, wide lens uh, photograph, so it was uh, filling in the gaps, so to speak, wasn't it?
3: So how did you start figuring this one out? Because I noticed you did um, a solo video for Brian. Is it On My Way Up? Was that off Another World or something like that? Uh, yes, On My yeah. Way Up. And I noticed on that you'd started to play with little models or he was holding little models and kaleidoscopes yeah. and stuff. So is that where this all started?
5: Yeah, that was definitely a, an inspiration for it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, after seeing how well that worked on the, the zoetrope uh, mm. kind of situation, it, uh, yeah, it did inspire, I think, what, what we came to do with this, seeing what was possible with figurines. And at the time, I remember how much... Brian enjoyed seeing... He loved his little figure, didn't he? (laughs) I mean, you could
3: see it in his face in the music video. (laughs) Yeah, it was really... I'm guessing he's kept all of those. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're they're very much there. (laughs) No, he was very taken with them. But the thing is, is he just looks really good in model
3: form. So I've got two really burning questions for you, Jake. Cool. So first one is, where is this model and can I have it?
5: (laughs) (laughs) So the answer to that is it's now gone to Simon, who I believe it was mentioned potentially will go into Queen Archives, but I'm not sure. You just gonna... put it in your garage.
1: Well, it, it, I have it at the moment, but it's going to the Queen Archives in 2090. <laughs> <laughs> it, I don't know where it will end up, but but as well as building the um, Montreux Studios, we obviously had to make the band, so as you know you, you see the yeah beautiful models of the band. This is not going to work very well on. On a podcast. Have you brought them in? I brought them in, because I still have them, because this, <laughs> okay. this one goes part. So this is going to be terrible for
3: everyone listening to the podcast. Oh my <laughs> for <God>. us <laughs> in the room. We'll put some photos on social so media. we we'll properly keeping them in a shoebox as well, which I love. Okay. So the Freddie one feels very close to uh, the, the Montrose statue. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was the inspiration for it. So are these 3D printings? Yeah,
5: 3D resin printings that my, again, my brother um, created, so, Thank yeah, they come out really nice. Well.
3: They're so beautiful. So I'm holding the John Deacon at the moment, listeners, and the detail on him is extraordinary. Because, of course, you're getting the cameras in, well, the camera in real close, right? Yeah, yeah, with a whole load of different lenses. It was, uh And they yeah. take the light so well.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Like I said, I love that sort of transition from the model into the reality and then back out again. Um, mm. We sort of, we'd shot the Montrose stuff first and so I was able to send that to Jake and then they made sure when they were filming the models mm. that um, they replicated the angles and the, and the movements as best yeah. they could so that we could make that That's amazing. that transition. But there was one little thing, wasn't there, in the video because um, in the control room there are two TV screens. yes. That they would use to watch the band in the, in the studio because yes. the actual casino bit where the band was set up yeah. is quite a long way away from the control room. So yeah. they, so the you know the producer and you know Dave Richards and Justin and Chris and so forth could see the band, um, you know, on the tellies. So we thought, well, that's a great opportunity to put images. On,
3: on the screen. Not only that, you made it check, you made it almost it really reminded me of the stereos. you know, like Guys. Brian's stereos, stereoscopy. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right, congrats. there's a sort of placement that was the feedback we got from Brian. Is it? He said could you just delay the image. oh they are delayed They, they are stereo. they are stereoscopic yeah
2: <laughs>
3: that's so I did not know that little easter egg that is some good Brianing, isn't <laughs> it? It is, it is. exactly <laughs> I just need a delay of 1.2 seconds it, it, or it, whatever it, it is it,
1: he, did, he actually it. did a little mock-up didn't he and he showed us how, how long to delay it to make it work no yeah 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 and so if you if you're able to I think it's free free view it I think it's that thing where you can do it with your eyes you don't need a a viewer, yeah, it, w- it should work as wow as 3D, but I've never managed it. I'm but.
3: totally going to be pausing <laughs> all <laughs> evening, just sort of going a little bit cross eyed, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to get out my little owl glasses, you do get your AD out and never look at it, Brian May, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing that surprised me, Jake. Was you sort of created a storyline out of all of these quite abstract and brilliant ideas. How long does that take to shape? Because I know from experience that Simon's really bad at working that stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say that was very much a collaborative... <laughs> collaborative. Well, you have to say that because you're hoping he'll employ you again. But really, yeah, on this podcast, <laughs> how did you <laughs> replace Rohan <Jari? laughs> I'm irreplaceable. <laughs> how a lot of the projects with Simon have
5: gone is, initially, Simon would approach me with a timeline of events, and then we'd find way of... Of kind of knitting them together uh, visually from there, and that that's been how every video we've made has actually gone. Mm. It, originally, yeah. yeah, the context comes first from Simon, and then there comes the visual. Um, like we build on stuff together from there, um, and try and find the way, yeah, a way that kind of makes it feel seamless from a visual standpoint. Mm.
1: Yeah, and I think it's interesting because the song can be interpreted as being quite, is very sad it is a very moving song as we've yeah. talked about but it's also an optimistic song and that's what we wanted to focus on we wanted it to f- we wanted to highlight the fact that when you certainly when you get to the choruses it's very uplifting it's right. powerful um and one of the things that jake introduced um completely on his own without discussing with me first <laughs> um but fortunately <laughs> so it was one of the better ideas. <laughs> it was a very good idea <laughs> is when you watch it there is this sort of um almost like cloud or smoke, sort of, that's growing throughout the video. And it feels like quite a malevolent sort of presence. But when you get to the chorus, it recedes and vanishes. That's brilliant. And it's things like that that just sort of blend it together and and get you from one scene to the next. So that shift
3: into the major key, or your life is your own, you're in charge of yourself.
1: And so you're banishing this sort of
3: cloud that is... Yeah, you know, trying to consume you. So so is that smoke entirely CGI or CGI, I mean yeah. graphic effects?
5: Um well, sorry, we had a smoke machine for like on set actually for the the main studio, but it was the ink reveal um kind of effects that we did in post. So where we see the black kind of ink come in on the walls. Yes that was masked. That was masked in post with, with, with a with VFX,
3: yeah. Do you know what I actually jotted that down? Like the first time I, I noticed it, because it really reminded me of, say, the end of Inglorian Glorious Bastards when mm. the the mm. cinema screen is yes. burning and all these blotches come through. Yes, and, or um, almost like those sort of James Bond title sequence affen- effects as well. Yeah. Yes, I scribbled down. The first one I noticed was about one minute twenty, somewhere around there. And is that what you were talking about with your? Brother, getting the dimensions spot on. Yes, you're going the, from you're transitioning from the model to yes, Montreal yes. itself.
5: Yeah, because there was I think the, the first transition uh, where we do match the live action with the model is the um the mixing deck, and mm. then we do an ink spill reveal and flip between the two, and that had to be as seamless as we could get it. So that that took a lot of work to get that perfect. Um, but yeah, we used it throughout and it did, like Simon said. Simon said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the black kind of ink spills did, it promoted that sense of airiness and some, something kind of uneasy in the verses that was then um, vanquished in the air. Yeah, in the choruses, yeah.
3: The other thing that struck me was how Miracle era it was, because mm. Miracle was sort of, Said this a lot on the pod, but it was the album that came out just after I'd become a massive Queen fan. It was a big deal album, and those music videos were phenomenal. And then by the time we were into *Innuendo*, we'd started to see a lot of these music videos, which were using the archive footage mm. to mm. sort of show that Freddie's maybe mouthing the lyrics that we're hearing and things like. that. But this was a completely different approach. You're using moments from the band in a way more artistic and expressionistic way but also it struck me that most of that material all seemed to be you know john deacon having a chat with the crew at you know the breakthrough (laughs) music video and stuff like that yeah
1: i think this wasn't about the band now sort of revisiting this track it was very much preserving the track how it was made at the time so it felt like the video needed to feel like it was reflective of yeah, I think it's a smart move of what the band were doing then. You yeah. know, what if this had come out in 1989 yeah, or 1990? As it should have done. <laughs> as it would have been great. But um, you know, then the, this is maybe this is the kind of video they might have have put together. Yeah, it I mean, feels entirely,
3: really fresh and current, but it fits with. The videos from that era yeah as well. other than they were probably in a different aspect ratio, ratio about that. yeah they were yeah but i think <laughs>
1: i think a real a real sort of gem for us wasn't it is, was fa- finding the rushes for um invisible man we found the um the silhouette yes stuff. Oh, yeah. so yeah. that was a real gift to be able to give that to jake and say you've got all four bo- band members here filming silhouette and we've got an hour of it you know My you don't God. just have to use the bits that were in the invisible man video so there are bits in there that didn't make the, the final invisible man video that are there
3: and uh, they're so cool those sequences yeah. so what does that look like as a raw asset do you is this it you just, just them in
1: shadows it's no it's just it's literally how it looked in the video so like completely white and just a black silhouette, black that's silhouette it, yeah it that was that's a gold was, yeah. yeah that's it really how was. it went into the camera yeah I don't quite know how they did it. Wow. But, uh, that's another yeah. conversation. But yeah, to be able to present that and go, there you go. And then so you, there would be a bit where you'd see John take off his cowboy hat and throw it, which is in the yes. video. And then he just sort of stands there as if to go, is that all right? <laughs> you know, and it's sort of <laughs> little oh, moments yeah. like that that you think, oh, yeah, oh, wow. you know, we, can use, we can use things like that. So that was really nice because then you could – it made it look like Freddie was singing Face It Alone. But, of course, he's not. But we didn't have anything – no. sync wise, no. hmm. but by using the silhouette, it was kind of like you can get
3: the impression that the band are playing the, and yeah. singing the song without it looking
1: obvious that they're not. Which and also changed.
3: restricting that to specific spaces, like you were saying, you projected it onto different. How do you mean you project that within the computer? So we actually did a bit of both. So
5: I I'd, I'd made an edit that we physically projected using a projector onto the main studio set uh, but because it's of all the actual the... model the actual model so you're it's protecting
3: very... tiny tiny images yeah <laughs> with a tiny <laughs> projector <laughs> <laughs>
5: it was a, a real process but the problem was we did hit a bit of a an issue in that when all of the smoke was coming through and the light through the roof it made the edit very faint so it's very hard to actually see it on the walls so that kind of inspired the idea to do a lot of it in post and to reveal it using sure. that same ink spill effect that you see in the the intro in the first verse mm-hmm. uh, which actually I think made made the video much more impactful so in a way I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad that it, it didn't work as well when we were filming it on set cuz it did open up the the opportunities in post to create something more dynamic I so think. did
3: it matter that you had a bit of projection on the plate or you just covered it with what you then, uh, what, you just I, uh,
5: Yeah, basically, yeah, covered it on top. We actually shot um, a version of each shot that we we took off the model. We had one with the projector showing and one without of for course. every single shot. So OCR we had over yeah. that yeah. yeah.
3: How many hours of work would go into something like, what is that, four and a half minutes? Yeah. It was actually a surprisingly long song, isn't
5: it? That's yeah, it is a long song. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, okay. The edit time, I mean, I mean, it was at least kind of a month or so, wasn't it? Yeah. Of, of back and forth. Um, and yeah. it was working every day. Yeah, there was there were so many elements to it. Um it really was, yeah. It was a long, long but rewarding job.
3: Oh. <laughs> so good. Well, I, I mean I hope you like the track yeah, oh, yeah. you, you're you to. a lot you kinda of have to don't you? <laughs> I never got <laughs> sick of um back to the light when we were doing that no, no, you know, you don't, I don't think no, no they it actually it's good music, you
1: find more and more in them, don't you when yeah. you actually listen to them well, yeah, Jake, absolutely. it's been brilliant to chat to you about this, and um, thank you once again for all your hard work on making it such a great video <laughs> <laughs> and making me look semi good and um, <laughs> <laughs> bless you for that oh, and well. um. I, I, I suspect the uh, the listeners will be seeing more of your work in the future, hopefully. When, oh, thank you very much. When Let's other stuff you. comes along. Yeah.
3: Yeah, man. <laughs> Been great. And it's incredible work. Incredible thank work. A you so real thank joy
5: thank to speak you. to you, man. Thanks, thank Jake. You. Thanks so much. Cheers, guys.
2: Your cries can be heard. wrap up the episode with a, a bit
1: of play the game play the
4: game play the game play the game Yay! Oh,
3: and hey, this is the question get to play the game the game. <laughs> we That's want to so listen good. the question
1: Sam Excellent. what have you got for us
5: uh, I have a
3: question from Barry Williams hello Barry <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barry would like to know if there was one recording session you could have sat in on which would it be It can't be Bohemian Rhapsody. That is Barry's
0: specification.
3: Mm. Uh, For Barry, it would have to be Under Pressure. Just to see how that yeah, song developed, you Good would have channel. found that fascinating. Good, yeah, get double bubble, you get Bowie. In there exactly, as well. yeah, yeah. Is it Bowie or Bowie? I never remember. <laughs> I think <laughs> it. it's Bowie. Yeah. Bowie, sorry. You said both, so you've covered both. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, who wants to go first? Ro, can you think of one? Yes, I think I'm going to come up with the same one as Sue's, though. <laughs> <For different laughs> well, let's reasons. go first then. Go <laughs> uh, no,
0: go on. Uh, yeah, what was yours? March of the Black Queen. <laughs> oh, okay, oh. right, right. Because.
3: It must have been so long that I'd get like loads of value. Like, it's probably one of the longest recording mm. studio sessions, and so I want to be in one of those. Right. I don't want to be in the one for Bijou. I want to be in much <laughs> of the Bat Queen. So you're there for a few days at least, as much of it as possible, sure. right? Yeah. But also, it's it's. I, I think it's from having ch- chatted to you so much about that song, right? It is so all-encompassing yeah. for what Queen is. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like there is. Like all of, I think someone was it uh, Tim from Smile. Uh, oh, Tim, Tim Staffel. Tim Staffel said that all of classical music exists in Beethoven. Right? Yeah. It's kind of like,
0: all of Queen exists <laughs> in Black yeah, Queen.
3: Yeah. That was my, like that's that. my one. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, Suze? Well, I'd actually choose uh, One Vision. Because ah, I've seen the videos, course, the behind-the-scenes yes. videos of them recording it, and it looked like they were having the best time ever. And I imagine <laughs> that quite a lot of their recording sessions were like that. They're having such a laugh. I would like to be there yeah. having a laugh with Queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <yeah>, yeah, <laughs> There's a bit where Freddie... Because they work out the lyrics as they go, and then they'll run in and record some and then come back out. There's a bit where he sings... Um, uh, two tits, one queen, oh, yeah. John Deacon. <laughs> one man, one dog, one
2: true realism. One dump, one turd, two tits, John Deacon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chicken feed, babe.
1: And you could have handed them water and. Yes! yes absolutely!
0: Obviously, do run down. Do hey guys, do you mean me to run down prep? <laughs> <laughs> Itzu's closing. Do you want me to go down and get half price sushi? <laughs> yeah. That's I, what have, I,
3: I have genuinely run down prep for Brian.
0: You have? That's how I got oh, my brother. What was nickname. it like? That
3: was very exciting. <laughs> he
0: calls you prep man. He <laughs> you, no, he calls
3: me Rohan the Barbarian. That's a completely different <laughs> level. Prep Prep man? Prep boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Well, now you call me Prep Boy. <laughs> now all the bloody listeners are going to start calling me So thanks boy. for that. Prep yeah. Boy.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Actually, cool. when we have finished, <laughs> was, if there's any chance, you could just nip out. To yeah. Just go down yeah, Prep, yeah, get yeah, the Scandi-style yeah. yeah. salmon bowl sure, sure, if you sure. can. fabulous. It's good stuff. Collie <laughs> Kale Bake? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's good, it's good. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a bit partial to that, wasn't it? he? He loves
0: it. Loves a Collie uh, Kale Bake.
1: Somebody's Love is my favourite Queen. Well, you know, the Queen song. So I would love to have been on that. But actually... I would love to have sat in on any of the kind of News of the World stuff that they did, because that was very raw and felt, you know. Yeah. Can you imagine being there with We Will Rock You? Yeah. Was, I could have oh. stamped and clapped.
0: They, I could have yes. been on it. Oh they, my they would goodness. have got me in to do that, wouldn't yeah. they? So there you go. Absolutely. Barry, then you could that's have been my on a Queen album. We
1: Will Rock You, because I would have been on We Will Rock You. You would have yes. been on the track forever. I would have be been on the track because Brian would have said, oh, Simon, started. any chance you could just stamp a clue. It would taking taken me yeah. a while to get
3: get it. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> like, yeah, it's just simple, Simon. <laughs> to stamp, stamp, come on. <laughs> but you need to do it in certain intervals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, if at different listen, places in the room. listen so carefully, you can just hear Roger go, I re- I regret my decision. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thank you, Barry, for that. That was a great fun.
3: Yeah. Um, that was good. Yeah, well done, Baz.
1: That's all we've got time for this week. Can
3: I do a (laughs) couple of shout outs very quickly? Go on. So I'm going to do a shout out to a very young listener called Jack Morrison. Well done for listening, fella. Uh, I'm glad you're in. And I also just wanted to do one shout out. This is a bit indulgent, but um, to Maureen Easton, who I've been meaning to shout out for a long old while. Uh it's Sam's grandmother actually. <laughs> She's an avid listener to Aww. the pod. And she is basically my other mum. And mm. I just wanted to give you a big shout out, Maureen, and say I love you Aww. Aww. <laughs> That's a That's nice it. thing. That's to the do. most indulgent thing because, done on the No, podcast. they were
1: nice ones so I will allow you. Thank you. Mm. Right. Thank you we, Sam, we don't cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> but for future reference we will. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. All it leaves me to say is thank you very much, Rohan Acharya. You're very welcome. Thank you very much, Sam. (laughs) You're welcome, Juicy Sam. And of course, thank you for coming and joining us again. Thanks for having me. (laughs) We'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.
3: This has been The Queen Pod, a Seven Seas Films production. Edited and produced by me, Sam Easton. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and stay in touch by emailing queenpod at thequeenpodcast.com Thanks for listening and see you next time. (laughs)
0: When did you start recording?
1: Yesterday morning. (laughs)